We are almost there. The end of the series on justification and sanctification is in sight. Maybe one more episode after this, Pastor? Maybe one more. Yeah. Welcome back to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Yeah, you got to keep practicing. Then I'm going to change the music. (laughs) I don't have any faith that's going to happen. That's why I'm practicing. Well, if you'd end this series, we could start a new season. (laughs) Oof, I had to get that off my chest. Yes. Gentlemen. It's been a week. We are back. This time we're going to talk about justification and sanctification. This time. This time. Okay, what have we been doing for the last? Five weeks. Yeah. Six, six more? Is that what you're thinking? No. <laughs> no? No. Hey, we got an awesome review I want to share with you before we cut the pastor loose and let him gallop. It must have been God watching over the condition of my heart that he told one of my sisters in an apostolic church here in Norway. Wait, what? Norway? Norway. Wow. Whoa. To share this podcast. And if there's one thing that God had reminded me with your justification and salvation series, sanctification, but we'll forgive you. It is that I had never earned my salvation, for it is a gift of God. Mm. So therefore, I can never lose it. The line from which Pastor McKillop had totally pounded me was that salvation is not something you lost. It is something you walk away from. This is so enlightening for me. This might be a Nobel-like review, (laughs) but I just wanted to let you guys know how blessed I am to have the privilege of hearing your anointed teaching and discussion. I pray that there would be more ears and hearts to hear this, and may God bless you abundantly, all the way from Denmark. Wow. How cool is that? That I think that's really awesome. So thank you for listening. Uh, That's a long ways away. Hey. You know, this is something unique uh, for preachers. Preachers usually preach and get an amen immediately. So reviews are just kind of this. Delayed amen. Yes, delayed amens. <laughs> digital amens. So that's great. Awesome. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So thank you for listening to Kingdom Speak. If you haven't left us a review yet, what are you waiting for? Yeah. I don't have anything else to say. I mean, we've been producing episodes now for what, 15 months? Yeah. And if you haven't left a review... Shame on you. We're doing an episode on repentance. That's and right. You can, get, <laughs> you can tell us you're sorry, and then you can do it. Now, one more thing. One more thing. Just one the, more thing. I suppose you were, for, you were out for another walk behind yeah, the no, church. There's, and, there's no ghosts under the table here. Oh, no, you're not? I can't pull that off today like we did. Okay. What was you going to say? Nothing. Okay. Yeah. You almost <laughs> went to Bed Bath & Beyond, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. heard that too, but yeah. I heard that. Yeah. This is the last episode we're going to be talking about the goat skin Bible from Skylar. Why we're, we're losing it? Yeah, I'm giving away my Bible. <sighs> if you guys heard or not. Hey, did you see Edith Foster, Sister Foster's comment on yeah. YouTube? Yeah, she's going to save us some work. Said, I'll, I'll <laughs> save you the postage. I'll just stop and pick it up. That was good. Yes. Uh, that was good. Yeah. So if you haven't shared any of our social media posts yet 
or joined kingdomspeak.ca as a member, this is probably your last chance if you're hearing this episode. Yeah. So this comes out on Friday, right? And then we'll probably put out the last post sometime on the weekend. And then you better get sharing that because soon after that, Oh yeah. The goat will go back into this beautiful box and go somewhere in the world. Right straight to me. Yeah. Maybe this the last time was Philippines, right? Philippines. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Lord knows where this goat will end up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just telling you that one's going to be harder for me to give away than the last one. Yeah. And I'm an Allen Bible guy, but it's pretty nice. It's a nice Bible. It's hard to knock this Bible. Yeah. So it's just in case you don't know, it's a Canterbury KJV Imperial Blue Goat Skin Full Yap. Beautiful Skyler. It's the Skyler. Schuler. Skyler. Yep. It's the formatting in these Bibles are just second to none. It, it's on point. So that's yeah. it. That's it for the Goat Skin Bible. What are we going to give away next? Like a car? Uh, hey, someone give us an idea. Somebody yeah. Give us some ideas. What if we give away a producer? Uh, I was going for co-host, but <laughs> I surely got one more week here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right about now, I'd, I'd so like to go on a trip. Yes, that I'd be willing to be put in a box and shipped somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So this journey has been, uh, you know, we're getting reviews about it, so it's been out there for a few weeks, and it's cool to see how. These lines are catching on like if you can't earn it, you can't lose it. You can't lose it. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of wrapping up probably this episode and next, tying up all the loose yes, ends. Sir. Um, and I'm pretty sure if you're listening and if you've listened to all of these episodes, uh, you've learned something. Um, I've learned. Pray that you have. I've learned from the sermon series and the podcast series as well. Um, this is life-changing stuff. And today is not going to be a disappointment. Um, what? We, where are we going today? Um, let, let's let's just give a quick flyover um, mm-hmm. again to bring bring everybody current. Um, justification is is monergistic. It's it's all God. Mm-hmm. It's not man. Man cannot justify himself. It takes God to justify a man. Mm-hmm. Romans eight ends up with that. Anybody can accuse a man, but only God can justify that man. Um, Sanctification is more collaborative Mm -hmm. in nature. And yes, God sanctifies. Moses has a role Mm -hmm. to play in it. Moses, sanctify the people. Um, But then there is that role that you and I play where we collaborate with God. It's synergy. It's synergistic um, in nature. So it is, It is. If, if we go back a few episodes to the establishing of the promised land right. as coming out of Egypt being your justification, going into the promised land being the establishing of your sanctification, mm-hmm. there is cycles to that. And you follow the ark, which is the icon of atonement and mercy and justification. Mm-hmm. You follow it in because you can never be sanctified if you've never been justified. That's right. Sanctification is not something that you can produce on your own, but it is something that is rooted 
in justification. Yeah, you don't get to start your own constitution and start your own religion and just correct. Think of all the things not to do and become good enough to right, right. I guess if you create your own heaven, you know, you could and let us know how that works out for you. <laughs> mm. And really, at what point does that not bleed over into the fact that you feel you're once again justifying yourself? Yeah, that's right. Pat right? yourself on the back. So you can never dress good enough to be justified. You can never abstain from enough things yeah. to be justified. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is where it, it, it is rooted again in what we've said, which at first when you hear it kind of catches you, but go to previous episodes. We can't break it all down again. We, we are not promoting once saved, always saved. No. But, but once you have been justified, if you cannot earn it, you cannot lose it. Mm-hmm. Okay? So now we are moving into, in our last episode where we dealt with the manifestation of God, not everybody can handle mm-hmm. a manifestation. And we've, we've really begun to unpack the fact that the Philistines were afflicted by the very thing that blessed the sanctified people. Sanctified people know how to handle mm-hmm. a manifestation. Bro, they got hurt. It did. Yeah. It did. They were wanting, they, they were looking for creative ways to get rid of the manifestation. <laughs> just, Amen. just, just, just Amen. get it out. Amen. Just get it out. Yes. Okay. End it. But at the same point, there was guys that were sanctified in a field that began rejoicing when they saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now let's talk a little bit more about the fact that there is, there is this idea mm-hmm. that holiness is exclusively a matter of the heart. Mm-hmm. So we've, we understand that holiness is not a leverage to get you into That's right. heaven. That's right. But you're not getting in without it. That's right. Okay? So it's, it's, it's that, again, that it's tight rope. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So uh, the, the approach to holiness that is just a matter of the heart and it isn't an external is, um, is an, erroneous, an, er, an erroneous look. Mm. And for the churches that promote holiness, that teach holiness, that, and I'm not, I'm not afraid to use this word, mm. have a standard of holiness. Yeah. Mm. Since when did a church not have a right to have a standard? That's right. Hockey teams have standards. Oh, yeah, everybody, yeah. If you're, whatever you're, whatever you're going to join is an exclusive group. There's usually a code of conduct and yeah. prerequisites. Yeah. Yeah. If not, you don't know when you're in and when you're out. And totally. Mm-hmm. You, you want totally. the benefits, so. Exactly. Yeah. And you buy into the brand of holiness. Like, yeah. I, I don't buy into the fact that holiness is ugly, repulsive, uh, no. just because the world hasn't sanctioned it. Right. Mm. Doesn't yeah. mean that we should have that mindset or adopt that view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever been around people that that are are adapting or have conformed to the lifestyle, but you can tell in their spirit, yeah. their, their their spirit is wandering. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want that. I, I fully embrace it. I'm not intimidated to talk about it, to love it. Um, we have been. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians. We've been called into holiness. Yep, that's right. We've been called into holiness. So, but those churches. And those 
Bible believers that believe and teach and have the conviction that there should be an external aspect of holiness are often criticized as being judgmental. Oh yeah, that's right. Ah, oh, you're just you're just the church is so judgmental. Mm-hmm. And there's people that have never even read their Bible, but they certainly know how to quote pieces of it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're going to sound clip it for sure. Sure. Oh, yeah. 66 books in there, and you can't even quote the whole the whole <laughs> verse. But, boy, you are an authority oh, on, mm-hmm. on theology. That's well, judge not lest you be judged. Um, that's not exactly what it was talking about. Yeah, we would need to go into that a little bit and discuss it. Yeah, we would. Generally, those people aren't interested in discussing right. it logically. Right. Hashtag context. Yeah. First Corinthians chapter 6 specifically assigns the role of judging to the church. Mm-hmm. The, the church is supposed to have an opinion and speak it. Mm-hmm. And speak it. Want me to read it? Yeah, read it. All right. 1 Corinthians 6, 1. Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to law before the unjust and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you... So should we have a problem? Like like that that statement right there. Should, should the church be intimidated when the world says, well, you're just judgmental? <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying we need to get an attitude about it. Right. But we, we are told here that the saints are supposed to judge the world. Mm-hmm. Like, God forbid that the church loses its voice. Well, it should have an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes on. So are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? If, well, if, if the world shall be judged by you. Yeah. Are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Yeah. Know you not that we shall judge angels? Well, there you go. That's always been... Profound to me. Yeah. Anyways, probably another episode there. <clears throat> How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed <laughs> in the church. Boy, is that an upside down approach. Boy, what is Pastor McKillop going to talk about today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, could it be, you know, you know, um, Early, early forefathers of the church. I'm not talking biblical forefathers, but but using the broadest the broadest brush possible mm. in the last century, they would say stuff like, "It's a sad day if if the pulpit goes silent. Mm-hmm. If you want to get the country on track, cut the restraints on the pulpit." Man, to go back in our history. You know, there are there are historical moments I would love to be able to go back and jump in on. And one of those is when Martin Luther King was preaching in the pulpit. Oh. And everybody was riveted on what he was going to say. Yep. Think of the pivotal role that happened. You know. That shaped a country. And he was doing it from a pulpit. Totally. Absolutely. Right? But the pressure the pressure's on societally yep. to silence. And the day this this is this is my opinion. The day the court of the church mm-hmm. goes quiet, mm-hmm. the court of the land is going to be overrun. Yep, absolutely. It's going to be inundated with with a generation that has cast off any restraint, detests authority, mm-hmm. 
And so don't, don't judge me. You can't judge how I dress. You can't judge how I live. You can't, yeah. you can't judge. You can't, again, I'm not advocating a judgmental spirit. No, there's a that's big not the same. There's a huge difference. That's, that's not the same, but yet I need to be able to pass judgment mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with me saying I disagree mm-hmm. with and spell out what you disagree with. Mm-hmm. Why do you think there's such an attack, which we don't have time to get in that on, on free speech. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's to, to try its best to put a bridle on the pulpit. That's right. But strictly in matters of holiness, it, it's, it's even, it's even uh, more readily uh, experienced. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to be able to tell me that my lifestyle is mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. Tell me Jesus loves me. Yep. Tell me that Jesus paid it all. Mm-hmm. Tell me that he can justify me and that I can't justify myself. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. Leave, leave me alone. Don't talk to me about hemlines. Don't talk to me about necklines. Don't talk to me about uh, my, my, my partying. Don't. Nope. Let's keep it theoretical. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's put it all <laughs> on Jesus. Yeah. Let's put it all on Jesus. Holiness is a matter of the heart. Mm-hmm. Right? And then they go to another scripture. Mm-hmm that is so extremely extrapolated out of the context of, the, of, of, of what is really being dealt with there. And they say, after they'll tell you that we're not supposed to judge, then they're going to say, well, don't you know God doesn't look on the outward? Mm-hmm. God just looks at the heart. So go find that scripture. Let me do a quick search here. I have 1 Samuel 16. Here we go. Does that sound right? That's it. And the prophet is doing his own little mini-series here on holiness. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> First Samuel 16, verse 6 says, And it came to pass when they were come he, that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointing anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, yeah. because I have refused him. Yeah. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Those are two big statements right there. Man looketh on the outward, God looketh on the, on the heart. So, at that point, we are to just eradicate that any attention need to be given to the outward appearance of a man because God just checks his heart. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's, that's the takeaway of the holiness is a matter of the heart, people. That's right. Mm-hmm. So the first thing, I, I hate to break it to you, but he's not having a discussion about holiness here. No. He's looking for someone that has the ability to lead and that is anointed. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the second generation of anointed leadership within the short history of Israel's formalized That's right. Give us a king. as a nation. That's right. Give us a king. Yep. And the first king that we got, we got by measuring outward stature. Well, yeah. Yeah. And how did that work out for you? Right. <laughs> this king yeah. was head and shoulders above everybody else. Right. So we looked around and said, this is our man. Yeah. This is him. We anoint him. We, we, we put the scepter in his hand mm. and we follow him. Here we have... God pulling his prophet back and saying, no, we're not falling for this the second time. That's right. 
this this role of leadership is not about who is whose whose stature is superior to everyone else's stature. Man looks on the outward, but God looks at the heart. To make this a matter of measuring the standard of holiness is an egregious misrepresentation. Yeah. This is a leadership mm-hmm. journey right. that he's on. He's, he's looking for the next king. Mm-hmm. Then he says something profound. Man does look on the outward. Mm-hmm. So to eradicate that we need to give any attention to the outward because God sees the heart, well, what about what I look at? Mm-hmm. Okay, You don't have to run around trying to convince God you're holy. He knows whether you are or not. You're trying to tell me whether you're holy. And guess what? If it's just a matter of the heart, and you don't pack that in a modest, righteous package, then you're telling me something that the external is not backing up what you say your heart possesses. Does, Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. So, if 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 the external doesn't matter, then then and 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 we're not we're not going to go we're not going to go here. We don't have time to go here. But why why get dressed at all? <laughs> if if what I wear doesn't matter, Ooh, why bother? Whoa. What kind of a question is that? Yeah, why bother? I mean, you're the most holy thing in the world. Why? Why in the world did you cover your holiness up with something like clothes? Well, yeah, what an insult to your holiness. Oh my, yeah. Like, man, just let the holiness shine. So, if if clothing doesn't matter, then clothing doesn't matter. That's right. You're onto something there. Yeah. If 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 that's the case, then why when we go when we go to the grocery store, why do we have labels on anything? Just go ahead and. Grab a can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Crack that thing open and just go ahead and drink mm. it. If it's a Coke or if it's vanilla extract, it really doesn't matter. Nah. Right? It's all. We, we don't take this approach to anything else in life. There's people that won't drive a certain car unless it's got the right label on it. Mm-hmm. We've got people that won't wear certain clothes unless it's got the right brand on it's it. All about the brand. Right. But <laughs> when it comes to God, it's all about the heart. Yeah. It's all about the heart. Everything else you wear, you wear it so everybody around you can see. Isn't that true? But oh no, no, no. When it's a matter of holiness, it's just something between me and Jesus. I got buried way down on the deep on the inside. Really? Yeah, I'm a Christian if you look hard enough. Yeah. Do you want do you want that to be you know the legacy of Christianity that well I think I think those people are Christians. Yeah, and, and and just so just to save all the critics some time here, your face can tell me whether you're holy too. Right, you've met the person in the grocery store, and they're just like, "I'm not gonna be able to see this on the podcast, are they?" <laughs> you have to go to YouTube to see this, but they're just bottom lips, just dragging, and they they're grouchy and they're miserable, and they're bless God, I got the Holy Ghost. They're smiling on the inside. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Don't be that guy who's all dressed up <clears throat> yeah. and then acts like a yeah. bonehead. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. sorry. I just, you said yeah. that was a bit tough. You said that, didn't you? Okay. So Matthew 23, go. 
Matthew 23, verse 23 says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Yeah. For ye pay tithe of mint and anise and anise. Is that a... Anise and cumin. Cumin. Have you ever read Those your Bible herbs? before? Yeah, but I, I don't have the pronunciation guides. Oh, okay. And have omitted the weightier <laughs> matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. The weightier matters of the law. Hmm. Yeah. These ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. So it's not that that the tithing of mint and anise and cumin and that's not that's not that you stop that. Right. But you need to balance that. Mm-hmm. The okay? weightier stuff. Yep. The weightier. Yeah. You blind guides which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. Yeah. Woe unto you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites, for ye make the clean for you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion well, and excess. Yes. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter. No, 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 no. Doesn't it just say, just clean the inside? Cleanse first. Oh, first. Does that mean that there's a second? Well. Okay, go ahead. You say it like that. That the outside of them may be clean also. Oh, well. Okay. Woe okay. unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Yep. For ye are like unto whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, <sighs> but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so, ye also are outwardly appear righteous. Appear? Unto men. Yes. But within, ye are full of hypocr- hypocrisy and iniquity. So do you notice that? The outward appearance unto men. So let's go back to the David. No, no, we're not doing this by appearance. Man looks on the outward. Mm -hmm. God looks on the heart. Okay? Outwardly, Pharisees, you appear to be righteous, but within, I see what's within God's saying. That's what God's saying. But what we've got to understand is that he is not eradicating that the outside of the cup needs to be clean. That's right. So go back to that verse 26. Now, blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, Ah. that the outside of them may be clean also. Ah. So here it is. The whole premise of everything that we're going to try to get across in this episode is, is summed up in this. We are not outside-in Christians. We're inside-out Christians. Very good. Yes. We work from the inside out. We are justification to sanctification. Mm -hmm. We are not external standard with some attempt to, um, to secretly pack away dead men's bones. Exactly. Right. You got to have both. And yes, you You got to have both. You've got to have both. So the outside-in approach to sanctification places preeminence upon the external Mm -hmm. without giving the necessary attention to the heart. The Mm inside-out, which we've often said that the kingdom of God is upside down, right? You've heard heard that approach. But really, living for God when it comes to the discussion of justification and sanctification is Mm inside-out. That is why I've said repeatedly, don't you worry about that that new... child of God that's just making their their way to the altar and 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 going through the steps of repentance and 
mm-hmm. baptism and infilling of the Holy Ghost and, 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 and that entire born-again experience, don't run to them and try to explain to them the finer attributes of <laughs> sanctification. Yeah, all the things you think they should do. Right. <laughs> Let the justification begin its work. Okay? But if you get the heart right, this I, I'm just I'm a firm believer in this. If you get the heart right, then you can't help but make the outside begin to match yeah. the inside. Mm-hmm. There has to be something where the polarity mm-hmm. of an inside out Christian they begin to bring the outside of the cup into alignment with the inside of the cup. And Paul in Romans chapter 12 begins to deal with this inside out approach. And what does he label it as? He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's the two words. Yep. Conformed to this world or transformed mm-hmm. by, by what? By the renewing of your mind. Well, by the renewing of your mind. Conformation. 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 Mm-hmm. Again. YouTube will see what I'm doing. It's it's the packaging mm. of something into a particular shape. Right. It is it's it's water that can can be poured into numerous different vessels and it adapts to what it is poured into. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have it it doesn't have the the uh, internal consistency to withstand the vessel that it's being put into. So it takes on Mm -hmm. the form of what it's being poured into. The world's views and the world's approach to controlling, really that's what it is, they're controlling you, is to get you to conform. They don't care if you even agree. They don't care if you're transformed. They just want you to conform to the narrative that they have. They don't care about your insides. Exactly. Just show up at the party whether you like it or not. Yeah. Go ahead and keep taking the drugs, whether you whether you really want to or not. Really, and if you use what we talked about earlier, all they care about is if you get the look. Yes. Right? Just That's wear the, the look, brand. Right? Wear the brand. Yep. We don't care if you had to bankrupt yourself to get the brand. Just put the shoes on. How many people have you talked to that once they get to the house of God and get free of addictions and previous mm-hmm. lifestyles said, and I didn't even like it. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. course there's pleasure in sin for a season, but once the chains begin to wrap around you, it was like, man, I went to parties and I didn't even want to go to parties. I went to the concert and I didn't even like the music. I, 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 I didn't, I didn't like the taste of it. I didn't like, mm-hmm. but there is, if you want to talk about, about brainwashing, Oh yeah. The world, there's people that wear things, do things, go places, abstain from things simply and solely because the world is attempting to conform them to how they think. Mm-hmm. I, I, I read something, uh, I forget which mainstream media outlet that it was, but they were talking about, uh, I wrote it down here, wolf cuts. 
Have you heard that? That's the new rage. No. So it's a particular. Oh, I'm actually wearing one today. Check it out. Got a wolf cut. <laughs> you might have should have waited till I finished what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Do you have a wolf cut? No. I'm... So this particular, this particular cut, they're promoting it. So it's a haircut on mainstream. Yeah. Okay. And it is the official gender neutral haircut. Really? Do you have a wolf cut? I don't know if I've seen a wolf cut. Is there a picture of it? I don't know. Check it out. It's. I guess I, I, I'm I, not into that stuff, I guess. Yeah. What I'm saying is the world looks at the church that says, you know what, we just shouldn't do this. Maybe we mm. should be modest. Mm. Maybe we shouldn't mm. participate this. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should cover our flesh. Mm. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's just something that we need to do. Mm. And, and the world looks at that and goes, ah, such hardcore, hard line. Controlling people. And mainstream gets up and tells everybody how they're supposed to cut their hair. Mainstream <laughs> media is saying, everybody line up for the wolf cut. Raise your hand if you remember the mushroom cut. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, who, who, who is the guy that says, we're going to get everybody to get a mushroom cut now? And people did it. Yeah. Oh, do you remember the mushroom cut? You're probably too young. You know, I've, I've said this, I've said this before over the last 15 months and man, we are supposed to be close to being free of this, but, but we hear this, we hear this from the critic, the skeptic that says, well, I'm just not going to go to a church that tells me what I got to do. Mm -hmm. I, I don't mind Jesus doing it all, but don't ask me to do anything. You're not going to tell me how I can dress. You're, you're not going to tell me wh where I can go and what I can't do. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how they present it. And that's not even how we preach it or teach it. Or, but there are no, things that we don't do, and there are places that we don't go. And I'm not intimidated or ashamed by that. Exactly. Okay, but the same group of people. Are, dare we get controversial just for a moment? Oh boy, buckle up. Same group of people are wearing masks right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe three of them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The same people that would have said, "I don't know why I can't go to that church." You know that makeup. Well, how's the makeup thing going for you with the mask? <laughs> you're, you're, you have to wear this mask now. Yep. Right? The reality is that the world tries to get people to conform. Mm -hmm. That's the takeaway. The church, the gospel, is a transformative thing. And I get worried. I get worried when the church is more excitable about someone conforming to a standard than being transformed from the inside out. And man, Jesus went at the Pharisees about that. Oh! Like, where else can you read in Scripture where he kept repeating, and there's exclamation points in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. he just kept going at them. Yeah. Because they were pushing this outward. Yeah. And there's no transformation in that. None. That doesn't change people's lives. No. The fact that you are dressed up on the outside does not mean you're transformed on the inside. No. That doesn't make your life better. No. Right? No. And that it leaves people laying on the ground. It just keeps going on to the next new thing. Right. Over and over and over again. Right. And, and I have, I've seen this in, in, in my years of pastoring. There's exceptions to this. Mm -hmm. But a general rule is that it's easier to get people to conform 
externally than be transformed internally. I can get someone to adapt to a lifestyle easier than I can change their way of thinking. Ooh, that's a Bible bomb. Wow. It's, it's a lot easier to get someone to dress right than think right. It's a lot easier to get someone to dress right than it is to get them to act right, have a right attitude. So I hope you're seeing the attempt at right. trying to balance both sides yeah. of this. There's a huge balance to it. Okay, but you're it's, so right. You it's, can... not, it's not only inside, and it's not only outside, and it's for sure not outside in, it's inside out. But if you get the Holy Ghost and you have been transformed by the renewing of your mind, then the outside will mirror the inside. That's right. What's wrong with old, here we go with old fashioned. What's wrong with an old fashioned check of the Holy Ghost? Mm -hmm. Where when you go to put something on, you just feel, well, I don't think I'm, I don't think I should wear that. I, I think that's a bit too much. There's a there's there's room to have a discussion here about modesty that that the perimeters of it are much broader than just the amount of flesh that you're covering. Mm -hmm. It can be the amount of attention that it attracts. Mm -hmm. It can be is it too revealing? Is it too flashy? Is it too costly? Is it where where is that drive that says I want to please mm. God? He justified me. He justified me. He is giving me, because I am an unjustifiable individual outside of the atoning work of Calvary, but yet I am not supposed to give attention to the sanctification process. This, 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 this I, I, I want to be changed. Okay, And if yeah. you can get anything from this, I don't want to conform to a church standard. Those that just conform to a church standard, let me show you how their life goes. On Sunday, they look this way. On Monday, they look this way. On Sunday, they look this way. On Tuesday, they look this way. When they're in different places, they are conformed. If you don't get something that solidifies the inside of you, if you're not transformed, then you cannot resist the environment that you're put into. So when you're at the lunchroom, you don't act the same way as when you're at the Bible study. So when the boys are popping the dirty jokes and talking smutty and, and, and making their off-color comments, you adapt to that setting. But yet when you come back on Sunday, you're, you're, you're mm -hmm. back to shouting hallelujah. Mm -hmm. That's it. Preacher, preach. My God, yes. And, and, and you live this double lifestyle, which is really hypocritical. Why? Because you've never been transformed. You've only been conformed to a lifestyle. Those that have been transformed, when they leave on Sunday night and walk into the workplace on Monday and things get a little helter-skelter and, and, and areas and, and borders and boundaries begin to be crossed, they resist that vessel. Mm-hmm. I will not be conformed to this, but I will be what changes it. If I have to get up and politely bow out and say, I, I can't participate in this conversation. This is grieving my spirit. That's holiness. Mm. That's transformation. But it starts on the inside. It starts on the inside. 
the Pharisees. Notice, notice what Jesus said, and we're, we're on the home stretch here for this episode, but notice what Jesus said about the Pharisees. Why did walls, why did sepulchers, mm-hmm. looking all good and proper on the outside, but what? The inside is... You're full of dead men's bones. Now he's speaking to people that, that, that were so legalistic that they knew if they touched anything dead. There was rituals of cleansing that they had to go through, etc. He was speaking their language. Do you hear me? Oh. He knew anybody, anybody who thinks Jesus is just the huggable, lovable little... I just want to tell you something. I'm not sure anybody in our audience would want Jesus to be their pastor. <laughs> He's a great savior. But he knew where all those buttons were and he pushed them. He knows, he, he knows where all the dead men's bones yeah. are. Yeah. And if it was only about the external and not the internal transformation, these guys had it down. Oh. These guys had it. Yeah. And you suppose for a moment they thought they were getting a compliment? It's, He's like, oh, these guys are. How many times? Did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you know you do everything so well, and they're like, oh you yeah, just see them, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, sucker punch. Yeah. Let's talk about the inside for a minute. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yeah. I want I want I want to compare and contrast something that he says about them when he accuses them of being whited whited sepulchers full of dead men's bones. The contrast between that and the burial place of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Okay? Mark chapter 16, verse number 1. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. So here we are coming to the very same thing that he accused the Pharisees mm-hmm. of. Okay? And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked and when they saw, the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting. Okay, so we just went from the outside of the cup to the inside of the cup. All right, I see what you're doing here. Okay. And entering in, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment. Okay. With, 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 without taking the due time to back up this statement, long white garments are synonymous with righteousness throughout Scripture. All right. That's what we're going to be clothed with when you get to Revelations. Who, who, who are these? That, that, well, they, they came out of great tribulation, and they are clothed mm-hmm. in long white garments. Purity, holiness, righteousness. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the inside of the sepulcher yeah. was a symbol of righteousness, holiness, purity. Okay? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And they were affrighted. Yes. And he said unto them, Don't be afraid. Be not affrighted. Yeah. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. Yeah. He is risen. He's not here. Yeah. Behold the place where they laid him. Yes. So this, this is where they laid him. Yeah. Okay? This, this is where it's at. And, and, and the takeaway that I, that I want to leave with you on this is when you're truly born again, death, burial, resurrection, 
when you really gut it down, you're inside out. It's not, this, is not, this is not something where they walked by the tomb of Jesus describing the outside of the cup. Mm-hmm. But when they went inside, holiness and that symbol was internal. This thing called the gospel will transform you. The resurrection puts holiness on the inside of you, and it works inside out. Legalism, the pharisaical approach, is we paint it up on the outside, we dress it up on the outside, and we care not about the symbols of death that are on the inside. Hmm. But true holiness people have got the resurrection on the inside, and they take care of the outside of the cup as well. We need we we need a revival in this in this day and age in a world that is going amok. We need a revival of inside out Christians. Yes. Amen. Not outside in. Yeah. Christians that are fully aware I've been justified by God and God alone. But when he filled me with his spirit, he put holiness on the inside of me, and it transforms me from the inside out. And I will give attention to both my heart and the external as well. So those of you that are listening to us today, be an inside-out Christian. That's what we're supposed to be. Not not conformed to to a list of things to do, but transformed. Because when you're transformed, that's when it really makes a difference. You're, you're, you're inside out.